This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was hot drinks. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 248. Yes, sir. One of the more mathematically pleasing number uh, episode numbers that we've had in a while. That's right. Two times four <laughs> equals eight. Excited to say that out loud and we're, in recording form. We're thrilled. We are uh, at the penultimate episode of the penultimate episode of the year 2020. That's right. That's right. Um, we're recording this on whatever day it is today, Tuesday morning, but this will come out, yes, on the 18th. So this we're winding the year down here, this wonderful, magnificent, eventful year. <laughs> yeah, you will not be missed 2020. Yeah, really. Get out of here. <laughs> everyone is like, you know, everyone likes to say that this is like the worst year of our lives. Would you agree? Is this the worst year? Is this? quantifiably and easily the most worst year of our lives? I think that's a little easy to say because, okay. I mean, it's it certainly has been, I mean, like, the you know, I've never experienced a global pandemic before. Not many people, I, like, our, this is sort of fairly new to I, maybe people of our generation, at least in the States, having this sort of totalizing, you know, like really uh, dominating medical exper- experience that we're all having mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. been new and novel and and definitely um, frustrating for sure. But I mean, there's good, there's like, and this isn't just me being optimistic or like, like Pollyanna-ish, but there's silver linings to everything, man. Like, you know. Can you think of the second worst year of your life? If this is the worst, like, can you say, well, and this was the second. That's such a funny question. The second worst year of my life. Mm -hmm. Worst. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, um, I probably gained sentient memory around 1986 or 7. So 83, 84, 85, 86, probably a bit of a wash. Um, I'm going to have to kind of rely on my parents uh, for for that. But I think maybe the worst year, second worst year of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeez. Great question. I think I can think of mine. Tell I me. I think mine was around, I don't know the year, but I do remember that I had acne. I oh, had acne yeah. for a couple months, and that shit hurt. It hurt It hurt huh? my feelings, and it hurt my skin. Your body. Yeah. 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 That's probably that like, like age 12. Like year. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. That, like, like somewhere like sophomore year going into junior year, something like that. It was just like zits galore. Yeah. And... Then we ha- I had to take something called Accutane. Yeah. Do you know about Accutane? I think only if you've told me about it before, it's one of these. I bet it like burned, huh? Did it burn? Like hell? Paint, oh, god damn. thinner. God dog. damn it. It was so intense that after the zits finally went away, and I think I've discussed this many a time because I stopped using soap. Yes, um, yes, <laughs> yes. I thought to myself, like, I can never afford to have a zit again. Not that it was ever in my control, but it like ruined me. It yeah. made me sad and my skin hurt so bad. But yeah. Adam, I bring that up now because it used to be funny and charming to tell people, I don't use soap in the shower. Yes. And soap and I just don't get along. Yes. But now that we're living in a global <laughs> pandemic where people are telling you you have to wash your hands for 26 seconds – I can't just say charmingly, I don't use soap. I just have to go quiet. Gotta swallow that information and say it on the podcast instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's totally, I, no, it's like 2020 has definitely made germaphobes of us all mm-hmm. uh, for certain. Yeah, acne, it's so funny about like the middle school sort of like the ac- puberty of it all uh, because it's like it. looking back on it, what, now that we're on the other side of it in our adult 30s and we can look back and like there's a certain nostalgic kind of like charm to like, oh, yeah, like middle school and acne and your voice breaks and like you feel awkward and like like first crushes, et cetera. But when you're in it, living in the experience, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it what feels your, bad. What was your worst like aspect of puberty? Because some people's noses grow too big too fast. Other people have acne. What was yours? The zits were the – zi- this is not original obviously, but the zits were a big part of it and mine was like mm-hmm. forehead explosion. And it was like – Of it, zits. Oh, baby. Like a topographical map of like the Andes, just like mm-hmm. ho- – just horrible little devil mountains cropping up. 
Adirondacks all over Adirondacks. my floor. Exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're clapping. Welcome. I'm clapping. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm receiving those claps. I, I, I absolutely had an Adirondacks range of zits all over Adam's forehead. And that was mm-hmm. for like years. So like that was like my dominating pubescent experience. And of course, that coincided with full braces, with bar mitzvah, with voice mm-hmm. changing. Like mm-hmm. so like with you know, so like all of it sort of did hit me at once, but I would say the zits were definitely my least favorite part. I also have a vivid memory of like overnight my armpits started to sweat. Like it, mm. I went from like armpits not sweating, what literally Wednesday, and then Thursday my teacher was like, "You need deodorant." I'm like, "You gener- in general, like now is the time that you kids, you boys and girls, but mainly boys, should be thinking about deodorant. Introduce yourself to that word and idea." Now there is a distinct difference between antiperspirant right. and deodorant. They were telling you you needed deodorant because you were producing odor. <laughs> I think I, I think I think so. I think mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think pit sweats and zits and the Adam Rombacks. Those were the pits. Tw- the pits, the pits and the zits, baby. Mm-hmm. And those were sort of the two pillars of my kind of – of my puberty experience. Have you been watching uh, Big Mouth at all? The show Big Mouth, by the way? No, but Marina has God. seen every episode at this point. It's so funny. It's yeah. so, 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 so deeply funny. If you want to talk about like – it goes right to the heart of puberty of – I mean this whole show is about puberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like gross and, and kind of like you know sexually whatever, super explicit and like naughty. But it's so, so funny. Here's kudos to, um, to Nick Kroll. So Marina has – my wife Marina has a friend who is the – Resident doctor, the head doctor, the lead doctor, I don't know what the right term is, at L.A. County Hospital. Oh, wow. Hospital downtown is the hospital that will take anyone, whether you have insurance, whether you're an illegal immigrant, whether you, like, uh, excuse me, if you don't have insurance, if you're an illegal immigrant, if you have nowhere else to go. Great. And they wanted to, um, she wanted to, this doctor, wanted to lift the morale of the people who are working at the hospital for the past couple of weeks. As you can imagine, it has been an intense experience at that hospital and at all hospitals. And so she hit up Marina and a few other friends of ours and said, the one thing that my staff really loves above all is celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, do you know any celebrities? I'd like to make a little video of celebrities wishing my staff, uh, <laughs> you know, happy holidays and like just giving them a little bit of motivation. Yeah, a little morale so, boost. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly right. And so we reached out to some of our celebrity pals and right. perfect score. Every single celebrity said yes. Wow. And they contributed to it. And <clears throat> probably the most fun and exciting one was Nick Kroll. Wow, amazing. And Nick Kroll uh, proceeded to, and I don't know if this is supposed to be private information, but it's very charming, so I don't think it matters. Yeah. He proceeded to um, obviously thank the staff members add a little motivation yeah. uh, to the staff members, make a donation uh, towards the hospital. Cool. But he also did every single character from Big Mouth oh, in wow. his video. Oh, wow. And cool. as someone who doesn't even watch Big Mouth, it was just so fun to see this kid, this guy, Nick Kroll, yes. 40-year-old yes. man, Nick Kroll, yes. yes. just transform into every single kid and monster from that show. So big ups to Big Mouth and big ups to Nick Kroll. I'll tell you, man, it is uh, – yes, big ups to Big Mouth and big ups to Nick Kroll. That's very – that's that's so humane and kind. Um, I, I was – I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I started watching the new Animaniacs and it was just like, oh, let me tell you, Bill. It hits the sweet spot. It scratches the itch and I'm like, I guess I just – love cartoons still (laughs) i've like circled back to like this like age 37 and i'm just like fully i'm just like yeah animation and cartoons that like it like scratches like a a pleasure sensor that i just is just undeniable for me it just works so well on me (laughs) yeah i was talking to a producer from game on the show i worked on at cbs and i was saying how it feels like animation and game shows are what is made on television these days. Yeah, yeah. Just like network television feels like 40% game shows with the supermarket sweeps of the world. Absolutely. And whatever Alec Baldwin is now hosting. Yeah, yeah, just exactly. All of those shows. And then the, Cartoons. the Big Mouths and the uh, Animaniacs, they're just they're, – they're everywhere and they're just so good and so supremely watchable. So R.I.P. sitcoms. R.I.P. sitcoms by. You had a great run. Thank you, friends. Thank you, Frasier. Thank you, Cheers. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. were great. You served us well. Good run. Um, run. You had a great run. (laughs) You had a great run. Yeah. Now we want you to run through the supermarket. Yeah, exactly. Um, We're talking game shows and animation feels like the comfort food of our time, which is sort of related to what we're going to be talking about on today's episode, Bill. Folks, (laughs) folks. 
Segway Master has returned. <laughs> Dr. Segway with zits mm-hmm. on the forehead. Um, today, mm-hmm. Billy and I are going to be talking about hot drinks. Hot off of the No Joke Public List, which is yes. NoJokePublicList.com, with five, five votes. Hot, hot drinks. Hot drinks. Uh, Bill, let's get right. Let's let's get right to the here and now to the topical nature of this. How? What yes. kind of hot drinks have you had today so far? Coffee, coffee, coffee. Straight up, coffee, coffee, coffee. Just a cup Same. of coffee, and it was made with a um, a pour over. Nice. Which is now cool and trendy. A pour over coffee. Yes. Which we now make at our home. I believe it's made in a a device called a V sixty. Cool. V ninety. Amazing. Um. When you make a coffee, Adam, I know that you're also a coffee head. How are you making it? In the traditional pot or are you doing pour over style as well? This is – I'm a basic B. This is a traditional literal Mr. Coffee brand, four Mm. cup, small Mm. little guy. Hi, how are you? Almost like the first bicycle you get your kid. It's like the daddy. Mm -hmm. It's like baby's first coffee machine. And I Mm -hmm. haven't progressed from that. I haven't gotten fancy. I leave the pour overs and the fancy stuff to the baristas and the baristos. And Mm. uh, (laughs) – Baristo. <laughs> Baristo, he says. <laughs> Don't know if that's how it works, but it does now. It does now. Um, so I have a very, like, very basic coffee machine, but I went to visit my parents uh, in October. Um, are you there, Bill? I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I went to visit my parents in October, and my uh, my mom um, uh was is a wonderful host and one of the tiny little things that she did for us for the entire month that we were staying at her house that i have adopted mm-hmm. and it like is mm-hmm. a tiny little gift that i give myself is Go i on. prep the coffee machine the night before prep so, the coffee machine means that you have the coffee in the filter in the machine and all you got to do is hit start pour correct. a little water in, in advance correct the month though the water is in the night before i'm i'm waking up groggily the baby wakes up i wake up and all i got to do is press button and here we go coffee now brewed. you didn't does it come with a timer because i think that you can set it to the clock if your mr coffee is i don't know from the year 2000 and beyond where you can actually <laughs> have the timer start where you wake up and it's the best part of waking, waking up, up is coffee yep. in thine cup so exactly um i i haven't messed with the timer yet i it may or may not have that function uh I, for me it's baby steps bill you know how i am with technological advancements it's baby steps i gotta go can slow I, yeah. can i share with you my um um, what got me out of the Mr. Coffee game. And I, I hate to say it because it's probably going to dissuade some people no, from becoming it. Mr. and Mr. Coffee, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Coffees, or Mr. and Mr. It's 2020. Um, <laughs> yes. It's hard to clean yeah. the, uh, the water tank, right? Yeah. It's, it's hard to all, clean the water tank. It's very hard. <clears throat> and do you know what likes to live and survive and grow in dark, wet places? Are you going to say mold? I'm going to say maggots. No, Billy, how literally dare you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be the one. I didn't mean to be the one. And if this was a one-off experience, I wouldn't have even brought it up on this very successful and public podcast. (laughs) However, however, we have a mutual friend named Adam Block, his wife, Jesslyn, in their first house. They had a cappuccino machine. Oh, God. Same thing. Wet dark places he said that they had a bug infestation couldn't figure out where then they opened up the back of the coffee machine and out came maggot marion i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry that is a that is a domestic nightmare if you were to Mm -hmm. like where are these bugs coming Mm -hmm. from oh Mm -hmm. they're coming from the place from which we the well from which we drink they're mm-hmm. going, oh my I, gosh. I hate to say it. I was living Boy. in Queens with our good friend Eric, and we had a bug problem, and we could not figure out for the life of us where they were coming from. Oh my and gosh. when we found out where we, they were coming from, we realized we had been drinking maggot soup for months. Ay, ay, ay. Well, this... I'm sorry. So, so all I'm saying is clean that water tank yeah. well. Put a flashlight in it like every other week. Make sure that everything is good down Keep there. Keep it maggot or free. Or replace your Mr. Coffee machine at least once a year. That's yep. just that's just a Scafuri tip. That's just a Scafuri tip for the new year. I mean, here's the thing. You've, you've scared me straight. 
I think just <laughs> even even just this conversation, I, I at the very least I'm going to be shining a flashlight down there. At the very least, I'm going to replace be replacing the machine. And this very conversation, this might this might push me over to the pour over world. I don't need I go. don't need the specter, even the prospect of exactly. maggots. I don't even need the. Exactly. I want to take that. It's the equivalent. It's the equivalent of a little kid thinking there's monsters under the bed. Whether there are or aren't, once it's been planted in the mind that there might be monsters under my bed, there are now monsters under that bed. I would almost prefer monsters under the bed than maggots in the coffee machine is the truth Fact. at this point in my life. I'd almost take a monster. Fact. Yeah. Let me ask you this before we go into the act break. Yeah. How are you cleaning your Mr. Coffee? How are you cleaning the water tank? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm every, occasionally, but le- probably less frequently than is advisable. Uh, I, this is a soap and water. It's a simple soap and water sponge scenario, and I kind of, you know, dump it out, and I, I, I okay. just kind of get in there. I mean, it's nothing special. Uh, That's good. It's, it's, it's a start. It's a start. It's a start. But uh, how long have you had Mr. Coffee in the house? Definitely, this machine, definitely this more than a year. Absolutely more than a year. I'll oh, tell you that. Baby blue. I wish that. OK, the holidays are right around the corner. No joke nation. We are going to need you to Amazon add <laughs> coffee machines. We need him to wake up with machines on the patio. He needs to be flooded in new <laughs> coffee machines because my man has had it for 12 plus months, yeah. which means that he is now on maggot alert i'm on maggot watch here so mm-hmm. i uh <laughs> yeah um apologies for planting that seed into anyone else who uses a mr or mrs coffee machine or any sort of automatic coffee machine or cappuccino machine but let me just say this shine a light in the water tank you won't be sorry no apology it's clean yeah it's okay then it's okay no apologies necessary in fact if anything uh the mr or mrs coffee community is grateful for your warning we're grateful okay yeah uh we are in the first <laughs> act break adam already great it's rare that you and I just talk maggots for the first act. <laughs> yeah, but we almost never it's do. The penultimate of the penultimate. What are you going to do? That's it. Um, maggots. Do we have any maggot-based songs? Maggots. Oh well, of course. There's uh, uh, um, um, Beck's song "Loser." Doesn't he talk about maggots? Does, Does he it, say maggots in loser? I'm pretty sure he says okay. maggots in loser. <laughs> what a sentence. All right, so let's go into the act break. We're going to play Beck's hit song, Loser. Uh, we'll, Adam, you will Google search the lyrics yes. to, um, to this song, and we will come back uh, with the second act, and I promise we will say maggots a little bit less. Yes. Kill me. Drive by body pyramid. 
I'm a winner. Things are gonna change, I can feel it. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was the song Loser from the artist Beck off the 1994 album Mellow Gold, a mid-90s classic. Uh, and it did does, in fact, reference maggots. The lyric, you get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve. <laughs> that is such a 90s lyric where it's like, that's irreverent. <laughs> You're irreverent. Ooh, gross. Yes. Yeah. Um, Beck ruled, though. Beck, De- Beck definitely had his, he had his, like, couple of years. He was awesome to me. I mean, like, yeah. I know that we talked about uh, whether it was uh, Cake, the band Cake. They they occupied, I mean, I know they were contemporaries, but they definitely occupied the same, well, I say this both metaphorically, but literally my very same six CD changer in my car. Yo, so let's talk about six CD changers <laughs> and CD towers yeah. for a second. Yes. If you had a CD tower with like 50 <laughs> slots on the side, you were the man yeah. in the 90s. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? That was coveted. And like if you if it was all filled up, like that was amazing. If you had like genre variety in there that was sick, if you alphabetized them, that was your choice. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, those things were sweet. My dad had like multiple towers, all of them rotated. Your dad had multiple towers? Yeah, well, he's a he's a music, he's a big music guy and he has a million freaking CDs, a million. But he had Was he going with Columbia House? Was he getting the 8 <laughs> CDs for a penny? No, I think I think that we were definitely still he I well, I don't know, I'll have to ask him. I don't think he ever did one of those like subscription things. I think it he was like classic like, you know, go to Best Buy, go to uh what's the name of the store? FYE or whatatever and just like scoop up the he CDs. He was paying like 13.99 every time. Every time. Respect. Full respect, price. Jeff. Yes. Respect, Jeff, and respect to the artist. Yeah. Well done, Jeff. Yeah. I was getting, I was going hard on the Columbia House. People thought it was a scam, but all you had to do was buy one album, and you did get eight CDs for free. Yeah, so what's I so was, scammy about it? It just seems like a crazy deal. Yeah. Yeah, it was too good to be true, except it, it was, was true. It was true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so once I did it for myself, I was like, I want more. So right. then I opened up an account for my sister and my dad and my mom. And I got like 40 CDs oh for God. the price of four. That's so smart of you. Did you, in that scenario, did you tell Kristen and your parents, you were like, oh, just FYI, I'm opening up uh, Columbia House accounts in your name? Or you were like, I'm just going to do it and reap the rewards? I don't even think I told them, but I also don't think it mattered. It was like 93 where like nothing mattered. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like your data wasn't being tracked. There was no internet. It was just like another form. Like I could have just as soon made it like Ronald McDonald at yes. my parents' address and it would have just been sent all the same. Speaking of, so like, okay, so you are, you're talking 93, so you're whatever, 12 years old, 11 years old, whatever. So, and you, th- through the Columbia House thing, are you able to get explicit lyric uh, CDs despite you being a child? Mm-hmm. Sick. What a mm-hmm. hack. See, now I wish I had. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know that I was defaulting towards parental advisory. Well, of course. Why wouldn't of you? Of course. That... I didn't want to smoke cigarettes. I wasn't trying to drink beer. I didn't have any a naughty bone in my body, but no. I did want to hear rappers swear. Yeah, exactly. And so did I. So, see, this is like, man, I could have used a friend as sort of savvy as you at that age because, like, I was just playing the fool's game of, like, going to the CD store with my dad and be like, can I please get Nas? And my dad was like, like, mm-hmm. No, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, please." And they were like, no. "I got rejected yeah. <laughs> once. I got rejected at my local. My local CD store was called Prime Cuts. <clears throat> um, it was Prime a Cuts. hippie. It was a hippie dippy, uh, Grateful Dead driven yeah. record shop yeah. in the middle of town. Yeah, and it was the place where everyone got CDs, and you can get the Grateful Dead bear T-shirts, of and glow in the dark posters, nice. and. I thought it smelled like incense. It probably smelled like weed. Correct. And I tried to buy um, an album called Young Black by a group called Young Black Teenagers, yeah. which was ironic because the rap group was all white, <laughs> oh, I believe. God. They had a great song called Tap the Bottle, Twist the Cap, which maybe we should play in the second act. Sounds great. A lot of yep, instructions tap the bottle, there. Twist the Cap. Yep. I think it was all about um, drinking 40s. It sounds like and it. And I was probably 
let's call it 11. Yes. And I try to present as if I was 18. <laughs> I identify as an older man. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't see over the counter, but like I pulled my shoulders back as if to say like I'm broad shouldered. <laughs> like I didn't even have the zit phase yet, but um, I wanted this parental advisory. And like the people behind the counter, they were all just like hippie stoners. They yeah. didn't care. And I dropped the album on the counter. I had like saved my allowance and they wouldn't sell me the young black teenagers album. They were like, because no. my per- my parents did not get the advice advised your parents, parents did not did advise not, it they were not advised my parents were not advised they were not with me so they wouldn't sell me it and i remember thinking there's got to be a better way and is that what drove you into the arms of columbia house that made me have to explore other options <laughs> wow wow it made me explore other options but then there was another um i think what was it called like cd cd now there was some sort of new place in town that opened up on the corner and they didn't give an f and that's where I got my Dr. Dre's The Chronic Sweet. and various other rap albums. Correct. Wow. So right. where yeah. Prime Cuts was at least a little bit kind of like acknowledging or had some respect and appreciation for the parental advisory, CD Now was like, we don't see, we don't, we don't know age. We don't see parent. We don't see age. Right. We, don't we see are rock age. capitalism. We see green. That's right. We, all we see is the color green. We want that sticky, icky, icky. Sticky, we will icky. sell you anything. Whatever we you will want. We will sell you anything. Exactly. Uh, that, now, this is a dumb question. Maybe, maybe a dumb question. But just like, so the Spotify. So like kids now are all like streaming and no one's buying CDs. Obviously, it's all like Spotify yeah. and streaming. But does Spotify yeah. have any like governing or like parental advisory or like if you're a nine-year-old with Spotify, can you listen to explicit lyrics? I'd like to think that there are some sort of parental controls that yeah. parents can set. Something? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I would imagine that there is something like that. I don't know because now I'm not a young, youthful boy. Yes, yes, right. Yes. Do you think that you will? Um, and this has nothing to do with hot drinks. We've been talking for eight minutes. <laughs> um, do you think that you will limit what Fig listens to when he is call it eight, nine, ten years old? Absolutely. Do you think that you will try and say you're not allowed to listen to these lyrics because they're bad or naughty? <sighs> I think I will, yeah, ironically enough. Ironically, hmm. ironically, and I mean, like, you can't... What no, artist no. currently would you draw the line on? Well, like, here's the thing. Draw the line. I like to think, I like to think that um, I will not be doing any, like, you're not allowed, or, like, ban- you're banned, this music is banned, or, like, you can't listen to this. I like to think... Um, that it will be a little bit more of like, okay, this is a vulgar song, um, mm. uh, and just provide him with context. You know, that's what made me so uncomfortable about like the H. I think maybe we talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but like HBO Max or whatever was like, there was that moment where they like just pulled Gone with the Wind. They just like pulled it because of the oh. racial. It was like so racially outdated um, mm-hmm. that they just pulled it, and I was like, that doesn't feel like that degree of censorship doesn't feel like the answer. Context would feel like the answer. A little disclaimer before the movie: this was made long ago. Right. There were outdated r- racial ideas. Which is, I think is what they ended up doing. Exactly. Correct? So like exactly. Correct. So like I like to think that I could appropriately contextualize some of this music for my son, as opposed to being like not allowed. But, so what about Megan B. Stallion and Cardi B's WAP? That was the song that came to mind. That's it's very vulgar. It's very graphic. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> It's it very is vulgar. It's very graphic. It's not for nine-year-old boys. No, it isn't. But nine-year-old but... boys are finding it, and, and oh yeah, and they are rocking, rocking to it. to it. So I think that I don't know, Bill. I mean, like this is one of those parenting bridges that I don't know if you know what you're going to do until you come to it. But I like exactly. to think Maggie that... is a very liberal young woman. Your wife Maggie is. is a very liberal young woman. She is. And how do you think that she would handle this? Not to put words in her mouth, but best guess. I, I, I will. I will ask her directly. But I think that, oh God, it's such a good question because I. I think that we we sort of share this philosophy of like context, not censorship. I do think that Maggie and I are on the same page there. But I do think that shockingly, and again, I, we I will have an update for you, listeners, next episode about what Maggie's true feelings are. But I actually, ironically, think that she might be a little bit more of a hard ass in terms of like no. 
genitals, no songs that reference genitals or like hardcore sex until mm-hmm. he's like, you know, 15, 16. Give me a break. So like yeah. I actually think that she might weirdly be a little bit more hardline in terms of the in terms of the no, we're not even gonna no, we're not gonna tell him that WAP exists until he's sixteen. Mm-hmm. Like we're not even So that's the question for the No Joke Nation and the Discord community. What is your cutoff for genital music? <laughs> what what age are you letting your kids listen to genital driven music? Music yeah. about genitals. Well, yes. Is it nine? Is it fifteen? Is it thirty-five? Yeah, that's right. you tell us what age will you let your children listen to genital music? Hashtag genital songs. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call genital music thirty-six. Yeah. I would like to correct myself. <laughs> Hashtag, now that's what I call genital music. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, before we go into our second act break, we do need to try and touch on something about hot drinks. And I'm curious your feelings on the Keurig machine, the pods, coffee pods. Um, I mean, look, it, they'll do in a pinch. Um, they'll never be my first choice. I feel like I can always, I, like whether it's psychosomatic or whether it's real, I feel like I can taste the pod. I feel like mm-hmm. I can just like mm-hmm. I'm just I feel like I can there's something about like I can feel, I'm mm-hmm. in my mo- my brain can taste the plastic or something. Um, so I'm de- I mean environmental hellscape all that plastic waste. I-, I-, I guess now that I'm talking about it, I guess I'm pretty antipod. Um, but again, right. in a pinch, if there's no other option, I'm chugging. I'm chugging. Obviously, you'll just go for it. Chug. Yeah. Uh, Most offices like when, if I'm staffed on a show or writing on a show and I'm in an office for call it eight to ten weeks. More times than not, and I think it's probably because of the cleanliness factor. Right. People just don't want maggots in the machine. <laughs> they'll, they'll go pod. Right. They'll go pod. And I will choke down some of those pods. But It is a choke. It is a choke. I am though. not. I, you will never. This is a Billy Scafiri guarantee. Oh. You will never walk into my kitchen and find one of those machines. <laughs> yeah, there. never. No, 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 no. I mean, you're talking about pour over. So you are light years past a Keurig. Light years. Right. Um, and the appeal of the Keurig is just that it is like one stop shopping. You just pop it in, hit a button, walk away and it's waiting for you. That's the appeal. I Yes, and like you said, the cleanliness. To me, they were made like, and maybe this is an obvious thing. It's like to me, they are ex- almost exclusively for the workplace. To have a Keurig mm. in the home feels sacrilegious a little bit. Well, do you remember when the GOP, the right wing Republican people, somehow oh. and I don't remember what the motivation was, decided we're throwing our machines, <laughs> we're throwing our pods off the roof? Yeah, why? Why was that happening? Specifically <laughs> off the roof. I think that they were taking a stand and changing. American discourse for the better (laughs) by saying we're getting on the roof with the pods and the coffee machines and we're chucking our Keurigs off the roof. That was so weird. I want. I mean, I, my best guess is that like like the Keurig company came out and did something against Trump mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. That mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Uh, this is a. This has been such a bizarre. Four years. Bizarre is such an understatement that um, that just is another blip. That is just like a color of how weird these past four years were, where it was like, oh, yeah, that was the week that we all like gathered together and said we're throwing our coffee Coffee machines machines off the roof. roof. I know. We went collectively crazy over the past four years. Uh, The royal we. I know. I And the royal me personally, I've gone fully crazy. I've gone mm-hmm. crazy, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But boy, but not not throw Keurig machines off of my roof, crazy. But only because I would be crazy enough to own one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't make the mistake in the in first, the first place. place. Exactly. Those coffee machines want equal rights. We're going on the roof, honey. <laughs> coffee machine. Exactly. Uh, this episode's flying by, Adam, and it's already the second act. Okay. If you can believe it. Excuse me, not second act, second act break. So can we play that song from Young Black Teenagers? Oh, yes. Good idea. <laughs> can we good do idea. It? All right. So this is Tap the Bottle, Twist the Cap Great. by Young Black Teenagers. We will be right back with more hot drinks and more No Joke. Smoke this bomb, smoke this bomb, hey! 
podcast that was in fact the young black teenagers with tap the bottle twist the cap that song sounds like the 1990s that's exactly right yeah. <laughs> exactly right yeah yeah um now not to give our listeners here a peek behind the curtain bill but um do you want to just maybe clue them in into you are in fact multitasking right now you are not only podcasting but you are actually engaged in another pasta based activity do you want to tell us about that Yes, I'm in a pasta-based activity behind the scenes, um, yeah. and I'm under duress. <laughs> yes, you're under a bit of duress. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you want to tell us what's going on? Marina and I are making pasta for a charity, yes. and we're making so much pasta right now that um, it's like a bad sitcom where it's almost like the bubbles are pouring out of the washing machine and they're filling up the house. So it's like, I love, Lu- I love Lucy with the chocolates. Exactly right. Yeah. It's just coming at me in so many different directions. I am My kitchen is literally filled with pasta. <laughs> And the pasta is angel hair pasta. And for those who make a lot of angel hair, they know that it's a very fine noodle. And if it sits on top of one another, once it's taken out of the pot for too long, it will congeal and yep. become one big mound and mass of noodle. Yep. So I've been forced to take the noodles out of the kitchen and into the office. And now I'm mixing pounds and pounds of noodles <laughs> and bringing olive oil throughout the noodles so they won't stick. And... I'm under duress. This is becoming an intense experience. I'm over pasted. This is he. Billy is a bit over pasted. And uh, whereas once this was a podcast hosted by two people, it is now hosted by two human beings and and some noodles as well. My so, office is filled with steam. The windows are fogged because of how much pasta I'm mixing with my right hand. Billy I've got a mic in my left hand and pasta in the right. Sometimes you don't need cartoons because real life resembles a cartoon so much that this is just as good. And this is supposed to be out of the goodness of our heart. Yes. Meanwhile, I'm the one who struggles. So, under Someone duress. should be making pasta for me. Let me ask you this, Billy, just to kind of tie it back to hot drinks. Is there mm. a world, could you imagine a product, would you be interested in a, a, a special curated hot beverage that was essentially yummy, salty pasta water? Like mm. hot? Would you would you just drink a mug of like oregano-y Italian-y seasoning, essentially pasta water? Would that? I don't know if I would that drink sound? pasta water, but I would drink pe- uh, like penne alla vodka sauce. Just straight up hot tomato sauce. Yeah, I think like bone broth is kind of having a moment. Yes, right good. <laughs> Yes. When bone broth is having a moment, you'll excuse me if my audio is a little off and I'm speaking from the side of my microphone because I'm constantly trying to mix this pasta that's putting it under duress. A code orange pasta experience right now. Forgive us. Yeah. However, bone broth is having a moment right now. I know that it's very healthy and we've talked about prosciutto gum. Yeah. We've talked about how salty exactly. foods are kind of finding new avenues exactly. to be eaten and consumed. Exactly. So if someone was to say, I have kind of taken a little thickness out of um, the olive vodka sauce yes. so that it's a little bit more watery. Not, yes. not, not too watery, yes. but, you know, the spirit of olive vodka. Yes. Yeah, that's going down in a heartbeat. Big time. No Are you kidding me? I, I, I mean, like, I am a big fan of, like, a thick tomato soup, drinking a thick tomato soup from a mug as if it were a beverage. I mean, this, mm-hmm. to me, real that scratches a comfort itch big time for me. So That's true. You love your go-to drink on airplanes is what app? Ha <laughs> ha! 
Ah, V8 tomato, tomato juice. V8 tomatoes. Doesn't it seem like that would have a hot counterpart? Amen. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Preach, preach, preach. Can you heat up V8? Can you put it in the microwave? Well, now I'm definitely going to try. I mean, I'm absolutely going to try because – and it, how is that in any way different from just tomato soup? Is that mm-hmm. tomato soup? I mean, is like, it tomato soup? That's yeah. a good question. <laughs> it's like because like Bloody Marys are popular as a cold beverage, but is there a, like a warm Bloody Mary? Interesting. Well, heat kit. Wait, am I getting this totally wrong? Heat kills alcohol, or it burns it off. I guess. Yeah. So like that's I think why... it can burn it off, but there are hot alcoholic drinks, so it's not like you can't. Have that's right. It. I, the only I, I can't think of any beyond a hot toddy. Am I missing some a hot toddy, which is like whiskey and what else is in a hot toddy? There. What is that? Tea. Is that tea? That's tea. Tea and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's mm-hmm. good. That's a nice combo mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. In fact, I encourage everyone to have a hot toddy. If you've never had a hot toddy and you're like, I'm not really a whiskey drinker, I think you'll be fine with it. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. Are you having hot toddies? Do you have a bottle of whiskey in your house, Adam? Uh, we do, actually. Yes. That do you? We do. Where did you acquire that bottle of whiskey? I don't see you going out to a liquor store. No. Well, Maggie, Maggie enjoys the occasional nip of whiskey, as do I. Occasional for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But Maggie, just some whiskey. Where did we get this one? I Maggie sometimes will come home with a bottle of bullet or something or and this really? is sometime not not i mean like again like that's it's happened funny. like once or twice uh, but that's all we need because we're not huge drinkers but um uh, th- this is a little embarrassing but we ha- got so many bottles of uh alcohol for our wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. was years which ago which was years four or five years ago correct like 2017 or whatever and uh mm-hmm. we're still making our way through them bill <laughs> That's great. I mean, granted, those are like mainly champagnes and whatever proseccos, but um, I think there was a bottle of tour whiskey in there. So yes, but you, what is yeah. what circumstance are you drinking a nip of whiskey? Like I, I just I, I've known you so long, and I just yeah. know you not to even at parties sometimes choose not to have any drinks. So like, yeah. what what circumstance at home uh, would you just be like? You know, I'm gonna pop the bottle open. I, Twist the cap. I think really rare if I can't sleep, maybe mm. if I'm like mm-hmm. if it like a bit of an insomnia situation. But like it's mm-hmm. it's very rare. You know me well. You got me pegged. I'm not really right. I'm not really dipping into the whiskey all that much. Um, but but if I but a hot toddy would be if I were feeling sit like a little bit of a cold, a little bit of the sniffles. If I wanted to feel if I was like cuddling, you know, cozying up to a movie, but didn't mm-hmm. want like just a normal tea, wanted a little something extra extra. I might read do all about, about it. Right, read all about it. I might read all about a hot toddy. Um, okay. Tell me about. Tell me what, what's going to drive you into the arms of a hot toddy. <laughs> um, the sun going down. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's all it requires. Yeah. I mean, if there's a bottle of whiskey in the house, I'm going to give it three weeks max. Yeah. I'm drinking that whiskey. And you drink whiskey neat or on the rocks? I will put one ice cube in it. Um, because that. that just, because all it really does is prolong the whiskey. That's I right. don't need it to be cold, but I do like to extend the experience. Yes. I, it's, it's, that's also true of my coffee drinking. I rarely get, um, and I guess it flies in the face of what I'm saying, but I rarely get iced coffee because I like hot Goes too quick. I totally agree with you. how long it takes. Absolutely. The journey is the experience. It's not just the destination. It's not just about caffeine injection. It's about savoring the experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I and mean, I feel like you and I both got like... We became professional coffee drinkers in New York City. Big time. And everywhere in New York City requires like 35 to 45 minutes to get there. The right. train, the walking, the extra three blocks, right. the signing in at the front desk, all that. Exactly. So to have that cup of coffee that you know is going to take 25 to 35 minutes is like the perfect little journey within the journey. It's like your little companion. It's your friend and it's coming along with you and it's – yeah, exactly. Um, well said. Well, well said. Uh, yes. Oh, and I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> and, that's, and that's all right. It's a third out of my podcast. We are trying to talk about hot drinks. Um, oh, I knew, I remember. I remember news. what I was going to say, Billy. Sorry. I just want to Good news. Here. Adam has remembered what he wanted to say. Um, and maybe you know this. In Italy, uh, and maybe we've talked about this, when I uh, went to Rome – Pardon me. Um, that that in New York City, such a big thing is like the to go coffee. You put it in a paper cup. In Italy, that's sacrilege, and they do mm-hmm. not even offer you the paper cup to go. Mm-hmm. If you want to mm-hmm. pop in for an espresso, you stand at the bar, you shoot it down like a shot of whiskey, and then you walk on. So like, yeah, yeah it's the the that's to- true in Paris as well. In Paris, yeah, exactly. So that maybe the to go. I mean, I'm sure they have it, but like that does – now that we're talking about it, it seems like a sort of uh, – not uniquely American, but it feels very quintessentially American. I got to go. We're going to drink it and we're going to go at the same time. Multitask. Yeah, and I think the European way is like the best you're going to get is an Americano. 
which is right. espresso with water. With water, right, exactly. Right. The American coffee, where it's like 16 ounces is a small yeah. in America. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can get those, like, 32-ounce, like, tall boy, like, in a Slurpee cup <laughs> from, like, your local gas station. And it's like, you are not going to find that in Europe. That's, like, if you find that in Europe, they will, like, hiss at you. Like, a gypsy would yell at you. Exactly. Down the street it's like coffee for a family of four. Like, you don't need, like, yeah. family-sized coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Flavored coffee. You mess with, like, the vanilla squirt? Sure, I'll mess with it. Absolutely. Really? I'll mess with it. Yeah. I mean... That's interesting, because you don't put sugar or milk. Am I right in saying that? I put some milk or cream in there, but, like, I, I am also, mm. like, I am not above, like, a, uh, like a corny Dunkin' Donuts French vanilla moment. Like, I'm not mm. above that. I, in fact, mm. was raised on that. Like, I... Mm. That is, like... That is also comfort food to me. Um, so, like, absolutely. I'll, I'll mess with that big time. It's... I can but tell from the... what about the coffee mate? What about that coffee mate? where it's like French vanilla coffee mate. That's, Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's like that of course. Creamer, it's, it's that mystery creamer. Even just talking about it turns my stomach. It like makes my stomach actually like feel bad. Like I mm. like that to me I put on the same level as Keurig and like and by that I just mean like to me that exists only in the workplace. That's like mm. only in the refrigerator door of a workplace is like the hazelnut coffee mate. Mm, that's the word. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hazelnut. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you are a person who puts milk in their coffee, but you wouldn't do the coffee mate. So you have a sleepover at a friend's house. You open up their mom and dad's fridge, and they only have hazelnut uh, coffee mate. Yeah. Are you going black or are you going coffee no, mate? No, I'm doing coffee mate. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You are? Oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you need that green. I mean, I just want the, like, I just don't, I don't know, and maybe this is, like, whatever, immature, but, like, a black coffee to me, I, it's, it is just to my, to my little adolescent taste buds, it just simply is a, just a little too bitter. Like, I just need a That's little something in there. Although, That's shocking to me because, Adam, you are the reason that I drink my coffee black. Well, me? Why me? Yeah. I lived on, I lived in Queens, in Astoria, Queens, for yes. a number of years, yes. and on the corner of one of my apartments was this divine bakery, Parisian Oh, forget bakery. it. The best. Yep. It was on the corner of 31st Ave and 29th Street, or, or Broadway, one or the other, and it was just divine. Oh, yeah. Like, the bread in the window, it was exactly what you thought a bakery in Queens would look like. Right. And up until that point... I was putting sugar in my coffee. And if you just say, I'll have sugar in my coffee and they put it in for you, it could be anywhere from one scoop to four. Correct. You never know. <laughs> and one day you told me when we, you and I were leaving my apartment in Queens, so I think do some sort of show yes. somewhere. Yes. Um, we both got coffees pre-show before getting on the subway. Yes. And you told me that you were trying to have your coffee without sugar. And yes. like, this was like a new thing you were doing. Yes. And I decided to go along for the ride. And yeah. I was like, all right, word, I will also do it without sugar. Yeah. And that day was the last day wow. that I put coffee in my sugar. And that was like 12 years ago. Wow, I never bro. went cream. I never went cream. So it, I just became just coffee in the cup. Wow. The well, I am proud of, I, 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 I thank you and you are welcome for that because mm -hmm. that is really meaningful. Yeah. But to me, the sugar, yeah, the sugar, I didn't need the sugar, but like I do still at 37 need a little bit of milk, a little bit of cream, a, a, a little bit, a little bit. And so if like the only option in sleepover mother and father's door is the hazelnut coffee mate, that's going to have to do. It's just wow. going to have to do. Yeah. Now, are you doing uh, – last question on this subject. Please. Are you? Can you do whole milk or are you now in the almond and oat world? Because oat milk is like – if you invested in oat milk two years ago, you're a trillionaire. You're a trillionaire. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, I, I'm going to do uh, uh, cow's milk. Full fat, like proper fatty cow's milk is choice number one. I, I'm, I'm mm. traditional in this way. It's like the closer it is to cream, the more the more delicious it is. I mean, I'm a human being. I'm not a monster. So it's like mm -hmm. cream is choice number one. In descending order, full fat milk, 2%, 1%, low fat. And then if I have to dip into the oats, if I have to dip into the almonds, I'm happy to do it. Um, okay. I, I a little bit don't like the, the, the flavor, like the aftertaste of an almond milk in the coffee. I prefer mm -hmm. oat, but... Look, I'm not – I mean all the milk is OK with me. OK. What is cream? Wow. Whoa, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Right? Is it whipped milk with sugar? What is cream? Shit, man. Whoa. <laughs> is there an egg in it? <gasps> wow. OK. Well, 
We've really just gone, we're just really saying cream and half and half, but like, I'm sure that people know, but do you know? What? Cream. You said, I'm a human, of course I want cream. Yeah, but but then what what is it? What do you think it is? (laughs) I guess in my mind it's whipped milk. It's like whipped milk. But it's thicker. It doesn't have that aeration bubble effect. It's like, it's like a weighty milk. It's not, there's no egg in there, is there? (laughs) But the spirit of egg lives the on. The spirit of egg lives fully on, but I hmm. don't, I can't, okay. Anyway, hashtag what is be. cream? Yeah, yeah. this might be the cliffhanger that we end the hot drinks episode on. Because much like Streganona, I have pasta coming out the ears right now. So I don't know how much longer I can even afford to talk to you and the No Joke Nation. Hilarious. So let's leave it on the cliffhanger. What, what is cream, cream exactly? Let, it, let us hope that the episode we put out <laughs> next week will answer that question. I would give us one in ten odds of remembering that question <laughs> and actually answering it. Correct. But you, the No Joke listener, can hop onto Discord or yep. you can email us at nojokepod at gmail.com and say cream is dot dot dot. Yeah, what is Something it? tells me Susan Joe will be emailing us in the coming days. I, I, I think it's it's fair to expect that, yeah. So we don't know what cream is. I'm covered in pasta. This has been the Hot Drinks Unbelievable. episode. Unbelievable. Yeah. And for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>